0: delegate to this year's synod for the Christian Reformed Church which is pretty overwhelming because we haven't met for 3 years and the agenda is massive and there are some pretty controversial and weighty topics on this year's agenda so in order to make sure i'm ready and prepared for the gathering i'm looking for advice from people who have more experience than i do and since i know there are many other first time delegates who are feeling the same way i am i'm recording these conversations so you can prepare for synod with me
1: and uh, you know, we talked earlier about how it's a real privilege to serve at Synod, mm-hmm. and it is. And uh, one of the things that I would come away from Synod um, encouraged by is uh, reports you hear from uh, World Missions mm-hmm. called Resonate Now and and uh, reframe and and so forth. At Synod, you get to hear some things that you may not actually reach you, you know, in the pew in your own church. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they, they talk about how God is, uh, you know, working through the gospel, how God is uh, moving people, drawing people to faith, how God is providing and, and so forth. And, and that's really important, I think, yeah. to hear, too. It's very easy to think, oh, things are not the way they should be. And, and then just sort of, you know, close your mind to any possibility of God doing anything <laughs> good with the CRC. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as someone has said, God can shoot straight even with a crooked stick, Yeah, which is good because I'm a crooked stick, (laughs) too. And uh, so that's actually a very, I I find, encouraging thing. Um, And uh, some of the advisory committees, I mean, you you get to hear extended reports from the agency directors and so forth. And so I don't know what committees you all will be on, but uh, some are actually very... uh, very edifying. Very, you walk away going, "Wow, this is this is great." Praise mm-hmm. God for yeah. what's what He's doing through the the Christian Reformed Church. Yeah.
0: That's a good word because I think some probably are coming into this synod ready to just fight like a pit bull, you know. Well, yeah. And uh, you can be so ready to just kind of brawl it out that you almost miss the being able to see how God's still using us and working for oh, yeah. His glory. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so it's a good word to come in and just kind of calm down. <laughs> Breathe a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Be ready to stand firm when you need to stand firm, but also be ready to hear that God is still using our denomination for really powerful yeah, ways and building His kingdom through us. Absolutely. Yeah. You then. Um, that's one of the one of the questions I've been thinking about is um, we all know that I think everyone feels the the weight of this upcoming synod. Even um, that's why we're having all of these prayer gatherings leading up to it. Everyone's feeling kind of the the weight of it. And people know that um, it will be at some points, it will probably feel very much like a battle. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any, any thoughts on how delegates can kind of walk away from synod feeling blessed and not just kind of beat down wore out? Um, I've talked to delegates from the past. You said, man, it took me, it took me a month to recover after that synod because it was so heavy. Um, but do you have any advice on how we can leave this gathering feeling, feeling blessed?
1: Well, um, I think I was one of those that had to take a month <laughs> to recover a few times. Um, because, yeah, not not everything goes the way you, you think it should. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you should be talking to me, mm-hmm. you know, about going to synod, because I've been at synods where... Things I was, uh, you know, felt very strongly about and convicted about spoke to the issues and voted, uh, you know, my convictions. Uh, you know, I ended up being, you know, the the tail that the dog mm-hmm. was wagging instead of the nose that the rest of the dog sure. was following, and um, and it, it can be very disappointing. It can mm-hmm. be frustrating, and uh, and you you might wonder, you know, uh, you know, is this a matter Ichabod? Has the glory departed? You know, mm-hmm. and and so forth. Um, but you do have to remember that uh, God is sovereign um you are you and I are here for such a time as this, just like it was said to uh you know Esther many many mm-hmm. years ago um and uh if if we believe that uh, our convictions our you know biblical convictions are being uh you know trampled on, obviously you're not going to feel good about that, nor should you feel good about mm-hmm. that. So then, you do have to ask yourself, okay, is this is this a matter of of an appeal to the next year's synod, or not? And I do think so. many people over the years too have got to a point where they've said, you know, we've done what we could. We just can't see ourselves. You know, we're not going to say anathema to our denomination, but we just can't continue to walk with them. That's a huge. Uh, decision and I don't think anyone makes that lightly no um, but you just have to remember I think that uh, God is sovereign and maybe you'll remember that story of you know uh, missionary preaching the gospel and you know or a radio broadcast in another language and how people are you know coming to faith in Christ and and you got to kind of hang on to that too mm-hmm. and uh, remember that um, there's more than one issue Uh, of course central is the gospel central is whether or not we will maintain the marks of the church going forward Mm -hmm. but um you know i'll just say too if you're discouraged by what happens at synod you're not alone (laughs) Mm -hmm. and maybe that's where you need to find someone that uh, maybe you talk to at a coffee break at synod and and uh, you both were kind of down in the mouth even for a while about it and just talk to them and sort of talk each other through mm-hmm. through it afterwards. I think most people would be happy to do that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
0: That yeah, seems like for sure one of the big blessings that can come out of Synod is that... Uh, just relational networking that, mm-hmm. that you had talked about oh, yeah. where yeah. you can go into it feeling kind of like Elijah Syndrome and and that's been one of the benefits of the Abide Project and sure. even just the messy Reformation people have said, "Oh, there's other pastors who think the same thing that I think. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then you can get to Synod and you can find even more. Right. And even if you get, you know, even if the denomination starts to head in a direction that you don't want, you know all right, I have other brothers with me, and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not alone in this, and we can sit and talk and kind of support each other through Mm -hmm. this. And so, yeah, we can can build those relationships at Synod and and leave with with that blessing there, too.
1: Right. And I I have found, too, that uh, at Synod, you know, you don't always go through the lunch line or whatever by your sort of comrades. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You you, you might find yourself uh, visiting with someone that uh, maybe is like a polar opposite on some mm-hmm. of the issues and you kind of know that, and it'd be like, okay, God, are you testing my faith or mm-hmm. not? You know, and, and I But actually, that, that's a great opportunity, uh, number one, to be friendly uh, to someone that you've disagreed with, and mm-hmm. you know you disagree with, and maybe you'd have a chance to say, you know, I just don't quite get it, why? why you, you really feel that this is the way to go. Could you just simply explain it to me? And and I do think that um, you're not going to agree with this person, but if you actually hear from them yeah. why they, they f- feel, believe, or convince so differently, uh, then you have a greater understanding, mm-hmm. um, not only of that person, but of sort of the issues and the dynamics that we're dealing with. So... I would say you're going to want to find sort of like-minded people, you know, to mm-hmm. uh, to chum around with and to encourage each other. But, you know, don't be afraid to, uh, you know, have some of these other conversations yeah. too. It's
0: a good word because on the floor, everything's so formal, speaking for or against motions and stuff. And it's hard to really sometimes get to the heart of why people are making these motions. And so mm-hmm. sitting with someone you disagree with over lunch and just saying why and then taking James' advice to keep your mouth shut and, and just listen and don't get <laughs> yeah. in a debate with them, but just listen and hear why they believe what they believe is is good.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's important. Um, and I do think that if we actually show uh, you know, Christian respect toward each other, where we disagree as well toward each other, they're all going to vote together on the issue when it comes down to the vote, but... Um, that that's a bridge building thing which we do need to yeah Uh, i want to understand people uh, especially the ones i disagree with Mm -hmm. i do i want to understand what you know sometimes you go what were they thinking but what were they thinking yeah you know
0: yeah 100 percent. that was uh one of the things i really became convinced of in my undergraduate program because i went to uh so my undergraduate program was in a, a Baptist dispensational, like pretty much everything opposite of what <laughs> what I believe. And so right. I had all of these professors that would say like, Well, reformed people believe, and I would go, No, we don't. <laughs> and so eventually we we had these conversations. And I remember getting so frustrated when people were misrepresenting me that I made it tried to make a commitment to the best right. of my ability. Right. I will not try to misrepresent. I will intentionally try to honestly represent these people's opinions and then interact with them on that level rather than right. creating this straw man yeah. that makes you seem smart, but no, we're going to actually interact on those on yeah. that level. And in order to do that, you have to sit down with people and say, why do you believe this?
1: Right. And if you can do it when you're not in five minutes going to have to vote. Yeah. <laughs> That's... That's better, too. Um, Yeah, when you have to vote, the pressure's on. My most productive conversations have been informal over the years, not when I was going to vote on something. Mm -hmm. Because there, you know, it's not all political, but if you have to vote and you need a majority or whatever, it becomes sort of, it feels political, even Mm -hmm. if it's not. And so to have a discussion when you're not going to vote... Like I said, in five or ten minutes. Yeah, that could be. Well, hard. at
0: the vote time, people are digging into their trenches. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everybody's deciding which trench am I going to be in, mm-hmm. and it's hard to. It really is hard to move people in and out of those trenches mm-hmm. in that moment. But if you can have more of a laid-back conversation outside of that, then um, yeah, you can have some. Yeah, yeah. It can be productive.
1: Absolutely, and that's good. We need to to understand real people, and not just think about caricatures yeah